I really no. Like I ca I cannot believe we just did that for a year. I'm ha I'm so fucking proud of us. Honestly, honestly, I didn't think we'd make it. Yeah. So for one year, we're just gonna be two Hannahs yelling into the mic, and we'd love to tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, a couple weeks ago, I texted Hannah, and I was like, should we start a podcast? And she was like, oh my god, yeah. And then we were just like, what the hell? What if we just like go totally in for a whole year and make this some sort of New Year's resolution and just put our absolute all into it and... If it flunks, it flunks. If we like it, we like it. If you like it, you like it. And we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. One year later. Holy shit. It has been a whole year of this. I actually am in such disbelief. I'm kind of having a moment myself. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like, honestly, honestly, I didn't think we'd make it that was gonna be my first point is i actually can't believe we with our full chest said we were gonna do this and it happened there i really no like i ca i cannot believe we just did that for a year and then like looking back and seeing how many times it almost blew up in our faces or like the fact that you produced five episodes while i was gone at training and not even there to help you and the times that we lost entire episodes for some sort of so noise. many times, so y'all. I feel like we probably lost like four, or four five episodes. episodes, four or five entire episodes. Our first episode we lost, like we had to redo the first episode. Yeah, like it was not an easy feat. But I am like, I'm, ha I'm so fucking proud of us. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud. And I, that's like the main thing. The main thing <laughs> is I'm so fucking proud of us. And I'm yeah. so thankful. Like I, I looking at our relationship and how much it has like blossomed. I you know. You are my fucking best friend in the whole world. And I feel like we are like peak closeness. Like I am I just shocked. And I can't, it's, it's so funny to think of what this whole year would have looked like if we hadn't have done this. Yeah. Because I feel like my entire year has been so marked by this entire experience. Yes. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, in 2003, I got married or like my baby was born in like 2014. Yeah. But it's like, to me, 2022 is the year I did a podcast. Yeah. Like that will always be the year that I came into who I really was and I changed my life and... It was so hard and also so easy and it was wow. both of those things. It was like the most rewarding thing I've done this far right. in rewarding. my life. And I think it's been so crazy because it's been really growing to the point where we were able to have a full-blown pop-up and meet people that we've never talked to before, which is something we would have never expected to happen. But because it's yeah. been so steady and like slowly growing, it felt nor like not normal, but it felt, you know, doable and we yeah. both just got done listening to our first episode, which I, like, Jesus Christ, please. Like, we, I want to delete that episode. That is... Don't go back don't and listen. Don't go back and listen. Like, That's please. so fucking mean of you if you do that. And it's so crazy because 
I like look back on those two girls that started this podcast. We would have never expected it to be what it is now. One, two, for it to only happen in one year. Three, like I was an entirely different person. Oh my gosh. I'm just like so And I just feel like we, at least I went into it with like zero expectations. And I kept saying that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I had zero expectations because I didn't want to be... Like, I didn't want it to fail, so yeah, you know what I mean? I so I was like, well, then if we quit or if it doesn't work out or whatever, like, it's fine. And, oh my gosh, I wish I could have seen. Like, yeah. so crazy. I know. I was going to say that. Like, I had zero expectations because I was so embarrassed of myself and I didn't want to admit that I wanted this to work out. Yeah. And so... I mean, the whole first episode, it's like literally just us belittling ourselves like the whole time. Like it's actually crazy, the, yeah. the lack of confidence that we had. And we we were avoiding like big hot topics for so long. That's something I'm so proud That's of. That's what us. I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, we were so PC. We were so PC and we were so scared to say anything of value or of anything that we really did feel. I feel so capable of speaking from my own experiences in this world now, like, I feel like I know enough about, I don't know. Did you know what I mean? Like, no, I I feel like I can finally speak up about things in my life and not feel humiliated or discredited in some way. Exactly. It's like the credit that comes with it. Also in the episode, we said our main goals for like the year and our, which we're going to reflect on today. But I think the most meaningful one to me was my only two goals were to be more of myself and to figure out who that was in all settings. Mm -hmm. And I think our pop-up was such a testament to that because I just remember when everyone started showing up, which we didn't know that anyone is even going to show up. People started showing up and I started getting so anxious. And then I was like, I'm going to be myself. So it does, it's not even... Like, I didn't have to put on a face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for one of the first times in my life, I'm just who I am. And I I said in our first episode how I was, like, such a chameleon and I would just be whoever everyone wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I accomplished exactly what I wanted to with this podcast because I put who I really am, who is who I am with you out into the world and now I have the power to be that person in all the settings that my life will bring me and like I feel that way in school I feel Mm -hmm. almost that way at work obviously I have to be a little more professional and I feel that way in all settings with my friends and even my family Mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed of it yeah that's so true because it is it's like having to affirm that when people were showing up to that pop-up like we knew that they were showing up to see the real us because we put yeah that you out. don't have to put on a face yeah because I was so nervous like oh my gosh I'm so used to like shape-shifting and like which face do I need to put on right now and I was like let me just be my actual self because yeah. all these people already know who I am yeah and so I that was so cool I I feel the same way I look back on how I kept this a secret for like the first few months I was doing it. If it ever came up in conversation, I was so embarrassed. And that was like my biggest thing is I just wanted to stop 
hating myself so much and being embarrassed of who I am. And I was very much a chameleon too. Like in the military, I acted a very certain way. I didn't want to be girly or this or that. And then in other settings, I was different. And it was just terrible, like going back and forth to all those things. And I like look back at all the things that we've accomplished over the year, like not even just with the podcast, like we've done so much, like you quit a job and found a fucking passion. And like, I commissioned in the military, like we did some crazy Yeah, that's what I wrote down too. Like whenever we started this podcast, you were in undergrad, yeah, working at the watering hole. Literally. You were working at the trashiest like Waco bar. Yes taking out the trash like not that we're like multi-millionaires like we literally haven't made us I I sound like this is our like self-made story like it's not about money at all but it's just it is so crazy to have a tangible reference to look a year back into your life and be like holy shit I don't even know her yeah or her life literally we have like a full-blown time capsule of this last year and it's so crazy listening back to that first episode the cringiest thing I've ever heard but also so proud of ourselves and just yeah wow it's so relieving I feel now to be so sure of where I am and who I am Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm because I feel like at the beginning of that I had just quit my big girl job I had just started school I wasn't sure if I was going to, like, succeed. I don't know. Like, my confidence now has just... Literally. It's so different. It's It's so so different. I feel like I'm such a different person. One of my favorite things that you said, actually, was you said that one of your goals for this year was to have the confidence to try on wedding dresses, which you did. I did. Which is so cool. And I feel like we were all, like... You said whenever you told Nathan and I that you did it, because she did it with her cousin, mm-hmm. which is so fun. But we were like both waiting with like bated breath whenever you told us that you did that because we were so nervous that you would feel terrible, like yeah. terrible or like that you wouldn't. I mean, because we were thinking that you were early 2022 Hannah, who was so scared to have that experience, Literally. was so scared to even walk in and do it. Yes. There's and you loved so much it healing. and you felt so good about yourself. I felt so yourself. beautiful. I didn't talk about, or did I talk about it on the podcast? I, I don't remember. But I don't think I did, that. but I, yeah, I tried on wedding dresses, which for me was a huge, huge feat for my like ability to look at my body and, and all sorts of stuff. And I feel like there has been so much healing in being okay with who I am and the way that I look. And like my cousin convinced me to try on wedding dresses And I was still terrified, but we were like, it's just for fun. Don't be stressed about it. And I literally loved almost every single dress I tried on. Like it took the biggest weight off my shoulders knowing that like I am a beautiful person and it can be that way. And it's not, it's, it's very exciting. And so that was a very healing moment. I can't believe that happened. I'm trying to think of other crazy things that we've like succeeded. I wrote down, I wrote down your other goals too, just because I thought it was funny. One of your goals was to drink more water. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> I think I've gotten worse at that. I love how unspecific it was, too. It's just drink more yeah. in general. Just more. And then another one was you wanted to fix your posture, which was, <laughs> you said it was at a 90 degree angle at the time. Oh, no. It's definitely <laughs> so maybe not Maybe we're more like 30 degrees Maybe now. 30 degrees. Maybe yeah. 30 degrees. Um, yeah, and being confident in your chest, which I have felt a little bit better about. Yes. I've definitely felt better. I, I think for a long time I thought that 
my body issues were my boobs, but it was, I'm realizing it was my whole body that I didn't like. (laughs) It was actually not that specific. (laughs) And it honestly had a lot more to do with just who I was as a person I didn't like, but now I feel like I like myself. And also there's something very, you know how everyone says they hate their voices and like Mm -hmm. we hated our voices. Like it was terrible to have to edit in the beginning because we hated listening to our voices. Horrible. Being able to conquer listening to yourself and listening to you come to like come to terms with certain things or like have ideas and stuff like that's a very this is like a lot of self-esteem building and so I think that's been very helpful as well yeah and it really is just kind of like wait I feel like this is perfectly sums it up it's like exposure therapy to yourself literally to who you really are and then you get used to who you really are and you become okay with it. Yeah. And that was kind of an epiphany I just had. That was, that's, it's serious. That was kind of Ex- deep. That's deep. <laughs> that's deep. What were some of your goals? Those were my two. Were you just had two? two? Yeah. It was, I was like, I'm going to be very ambivalent. I just want to become more of myself and be the same person to everyone I meet. So. Wow. I'm very accomplished how, in that. How crazy. You full-blown conquered that. And to do the podcast every Thursday, which we fucking did. Which I can't believe we did. <laughs> I know we oh keep saying God. that. I also, I don't know how how much you guys would like to listen to this because we really I are know. just hyping ourselves we're up. We're just unpacking. Sorry, but we're just unpacking. We're here. unpacking something. But at the same time, I think every single time that we put out an episode where I was like, this is going to be more for us than other people, mm-hmm. which even just starting a podcast in general was for us. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really was. always worked out. Like anytime we were yeah. like, eh, eh, this one's not going to be good. It always popped off. Yeah. So. And we always, which we said in our first episode, we said worst case scenario, we have a great conversation every week. Which holy shit did we ever. Worst ca- we had more than one good conversation because there was a lot of deleted episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say we we did that goal times times quite a few. I also wanted to touch on the whole creating a brand thing because it started off as like we were like oh we'll just we'll just post on Instagram that's so easy we've said this before but like influencing is actually fucking crazy I don't know how girls do that um but like what it does is it sucks the life out of you it sure does like your creativity and like that was another thing that I mentioned how I wanted to be more creative and like we full-blown found our brand Finally, at the end of this year, we like finally were like, okay, our Instagram is like, is like us now. And like, it feels more natural than it ever did. But for such a long time, we were like trying to be this like podcast and we just like didn't, it wasn't us. And there was, but it's crazy that we actually found a brand and I feel like we have something to show for it now. Yeah. It's weird that there's so many like markers of our actual physical growth. It makes sense why so many like successful adults and workshops and all of that are so have so much emphasis on recording and on um, reflecting. Yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. about like your goals and your life and all of that. Like, yeah, because I don't think I would. I don't think I would see this growth if I didn't have a tangible episode. Right, or that I could or look this year on. as like such a marked mm-hmm. success year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like either of us would look back on this year and be like, "Oh my God, we did so much, we grew so much." Mm-hmm. If we hadn't had a record of it, 
Yeah. So that's so beautiful that we do have that. I'm so grateful. How would you say? Another thing that was very consistent was our love for normal people. I don't know how many times we've even mentioned it this year. Yeah. But oh my God, I the fact that we mentioned it even in the first episode, I was like, wow, that that's consistent. That is consistency right there. And it's so true. And it's still true. And, and if you've true. made it this entire year listening to us without listening to normal people or watching it, yeah. um, what are you doing? What are you doing? Also, it goes without saying, but we gotta give we gotta give the listeners a huge thank you. Like oh, I Jesus, actually yeah. the whole reason that we even believe in ourselves is because of you guys. Yeah. And wow, like I don't even the messages, like we need to like put all of our messages together for people and like put it in a book or something for us like that shit genuinely changed me and I think that's what made me realize that like I actually have a voice that's worth listening to and like Mm -hmm. even sometimes like I at the podcast we had some people say how like they literally got off birth control because we got off birth control and like which not to be advised yeah like that's a doctor and you conversation we're not trying to influence anyone in that way but but I think that's what was so crazy was I was realizing that people trust what comes out of our mouths and like Mm -hmm. that was kind of like a a realization of like oh you gotta take that a little bit more seriously like don't just be like throwing fucking medical advice around but sure. also it's very cool because you have people who like have gone through a lot of the same experiences you or not and learn like they're learning from you. Like I just that was fucking crazy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, there have been many sobering moments of, oh my gosh, I do have an impact, even if I'm just living my life. And I would mm-hmm. say that to all the listeners as well. Like, even if you don't think that your life has an impact on other people, you would be shocked to know that it does. Yeah. Like shocked yeah it was so beautiful to see so many people like come together and become friends over this podcast and I was gonna say we found out that three separate listeners that met each other at our podcast went out to dinner the other night which is like that is like literally peak (laughs) I was crying yeah that's emotional for me and I think we don't we don't want to like make too many promises of what next year holds like we definitely will still be doing this but we're, we're gonna, not going away we're not going away but we definitely don't want to like make any promises it's a very busy time for both of us and we're a little bit stressed out and we're just we don't want to make any big promises but I will say like something that huge goal for us is to have more events or pop-ups yes. or things that bring people together because that was hands down the most rewarding part of this entire year yeah And so I'm really excited about that. I think it'll be very community focused and kind of more building our brand. And I think also this year as well, we were like every fucking Thursday, like we need to stick to that. And so it was kind of more of a quantity over quality year. Like there Mm -hmm. were some episodes I feel like that we put out that we were like, well, it's, it's the best that we had. <clears throat> and I, I'm grateful that they were still very well received. But... Something that comes to mind is the alien episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that that could be a good example. Um, but I'm hoping that next year can be more of a quality over quantity year and we can mm-hmm. bring a lot more research and other topics to the table. Yeah, and just and really more invest in our own listeners and the brand and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. We're really fucking excited and another thing that 
I'm thinking, I think the craziest part that came out of this for me is that I went into it thinking that we had to be funny to be valuable and that we had to be hilarious all the time. And I see in the first few episodes how hard I'm trying to be humorous. And the fact that we've been received, I would say way more for our serious conversations and way more for our like bluntness or views on the world. Like Mm -hmm. that's where the impact has been and less so on our our humor. And that's really important for me because I've always seen myself as like the funny girl. And like, that's why people are friends with me. That's why I had friends in high school or whatever. Like I always thought it was because I'm the funny one. And so to have like a voice that isn't always funny and that that's where our messages were and that's where our like listeners like reached out that Mm -hmm. is so cool no I totally agree I feel like yeah even in the first couple episodes you're always like I promise it's gonna be funny like we're you know feeling the need to like assure people yeah that they'll laugh but that's not even really where our impact is which I'm sure they did laugh I'm sure they laughed there was some, there I was, was some laughing episodes. I was laughing I was laughing this is a good episode I was <laughs> alright um, I wanted to tell you what happened to me at work last night oh, this is kind of me. very very off topic that's okay um, but Saturday night I work at a steakhouse there was this group of seven guys they were like 23 and 24 like oh God, it was money. it was one of the guys 23rd birthday so they arrived I, I guess they had canceled their reservation and then called and said that they wanted it back and they were like sorry it's you just canceled it like we gave away your table basically yeah and they were like oh but we want it back so anyway they had to wait for a really long time because we had a lot of covers and like the tables just weren't turning I was Mm -hmm. I was really doing my best but (laughs) they just weren't turning anyway so they finally get sat I think they had waited for probably like an hour or something but Mm -hmm. I mean kind of at your own fault you know yeah it's also like you could have gone somewhere else so you chose to be here you're committing um you're sitting down My manager decides to send them three free appetizers, which I totally get, long wait, whatever, but also, like, no sales for me. So, like, ouch, like, everything's completely comped. None of them ordered drinks, so I was like, okay. And they were like, they were like, oh, we're ready to order. And I was like, all righty, like, let's let's get it going. So I take all of their orders. Everything was very, like, cordial. They were also one of my only tables at the time. Because I only have, like, a three-table section now at mm. where I work because it's so high stakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they were, like, my only table at the time. So I was giving them the most service. I mean, the water glasses were never empty. There was yeah. bread on the table. They had steak knives when their steaks got there. Like, I can't even explain. Like, you, you can't have better service. You yeah. really can't. And I'm also so sweet to them and, like, made conversation with them, sent them free birthday desserts, two of them, two free birthday desserts for the birthday boy, lit the candle, took pictures, the whole thing. I go to give them the check. It is just over $800. They do not tip me. And I was like, <laughs> and I have, I have it on my little, like, toast thing. So they're doing it on my little machine and he presses like no tip. And I kind of saw it after the fact, after he gave it back to me. And I was like, 
Because he seemed like he knew what he was doing because he was like, oh, I'll get the bill. I'll get the bill. I'll cover it. And he was like trying to be discreet so the birthday guy didn't pay. So I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like, you know, if someone's going to go for an $800 bill, like I'm assuming you have enough money to tip me because you're paying for it completely yourself. Yeah. So. And grabs the thing, you know, does does the whole thing. And then I see that the total when I get it back was like the same amount. And I was like, that's weird. Like maybe they were just all going to tip me in cash and they're going to leave it on the table. Yeah. And so I took the check away, took a few of their um, dessert plates. I come back out and I see them leaving and they're in like, they're like leaving fast. I go over to the table immediately because I'm like looking for the cash because I don't want them to like bust it away or anything. Nothing on the table. Nothing. You're kidding. I literally am running out of the restaurant to like be like, did you forget or what is the situation? Because I, at that point, I was like ready to confront because it's like, at that point, I want to be like, is there anything that I could have done better? Yeah. Is, you know, what went wrong that... I am not getting paid tonight, kind of essentially, but obviously in a professional way. And they had completely gone. Like, they literally, like, left in such a rush. I couldn't even catch them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so... It's just, it's not even about the money to me. It is actually just so fucking unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Like, the I was livid. I, I was livid. And I had also, like, since they were my last table, I had stayed at least two hours after the time that I could have left. And for you them. walked out with the same And I'm money. not, during that time, which, granted, I do make a lot of money, and I'm very grateful to work where I work, but during those specific hours, if you were going to parcel it out that way, I'm only making two thirteen an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I am here specifically for you. You're my only table. You racked up an $800 bill and you were going to leave me nothing. And that's that's what's so even more disgusting is that it's like, it's not a $30 bill. It's $800. No. You can afford $800 on your credit card, but you can't afford to tip. Like, that's ridiculous. Right. And then two, it's like every single one of them. You said six of them? There was seven. Seven of them had to be okay with that decision. Yes, yes. And they must have decided together. That is the most disgusting part, is that those seven men obviously haven't worked in the service industry and were completely fine with... Like, they knew that was an expensive restaurant. Not only that, but we gave them at least $100 in free stuff because we gave them multiple different appetizers that were very expensive and free desserts. God, I wish. And they had insanely incredible service. Like nothing. That's So that's happened to me twice at that restaurant. And it's just, it's so sobering. I thought I would just, since we recently had a conversation about my addiction to the service industry, yeah. I came home and Colton was like, how was your shift? And I was like, I am sobered up. Like, uh. I feel so humbled. Like, I really am remembering why I don't want this to be my career. Because on the one hand, where you're like, Am I going to, you know, how much money am I going to get tonight? And it's like so exciting whenever you aren't even paid for the The bare minimum, the bare minimum, like the, oh, oh Lord. It's just an act of like serious disrespect. Yeah, it is. It is. Ew. 
I hate that. I'm so and it's, sorry. I know. And I never work Saturday nights like I picked up. But consistently, the Saturday night crowds at restaurants are bad. so bad. Because it's people going out that don't Normally, have the money like, to go out. Mm-hmm. And it shows up in your tip every single time. like. And I just couldn't get anyone to order anything remotely expensive, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're coming to a restaurant, you can order whatever you want on the menu. But I was like, another filet? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, Well, when you texted me, I thought it was something good because you were like, oh no, my gosh, I, I have something to tell you. Yeah, because it wasn't the only table I got gypped on either. Like, I think my percentage at the end of the night averaged to, like, 12%. Jesus. Like, that people, you know, like, it would be 20% if everyone tipped me 20%. But Mm -hmm. anyway, it was just very sobering. I do feel awake to the fact that I don't want this to be my career forever so remember we were saying we were like you just need to hit the wall you haven't hit the wall yet yes maybe this is the wall and this is helping this is really really helping it is that sucks and it's so painful too to i mean i shouldn't say painful like really it's not about the money to me it's not Mm -hmm. the principle of them doing that is really what piss because It's so sobering as well to realize that there's those kind of people in the world. And they're not 14-year-old kids. They Mm -hmm. live in the world. They're working in the world. And they actually believe that it is their right to not pay someone for a -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. That it is completely optional. It's so terrible. And it's just, it's sickening to think that that's the world that we live in. I think that's that's such a good point because that's that's why I hated my bar job so much. Is like yeah, the people that I would come in contact with, like I was always angry. Nathan knew like if when I got home from work, don't talk to Hannah. And it was terrible because I just I saw the world in such a terrible light because one like I would get treated like shit by people like and the grown ass Karens like those were the ones that pissed me off because I'm like I know you have children like why are you treating people like this like just genuine disrespect like so many things like that and it really is you can tell a good person by the way that they treat like servers and damn when no one's around and they feel that they can say things or when it's worse, when they all decide that it's okay to treat someone like that, that's even scarier. So fucking sobering. And I got home like past midnight and I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) the old grindstone. Love it. I know. And it's, it's like, I'm grateful that I have enough money to like pay my rent, but there's so many people that I work with that are mm-hmm. scraping by. You know what I mean? So Yeah, like that could make it's, or it's break just for someone's... me, I'm like, yeah, it could make or break someone like paying their rent or not. You know what I mean? Disgusting. So it's just gross. It's so freaking gross. But Ugh. anyway, we are looking ahead. We're looking into this new year. And I've been holding off on making some resolutions, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm holding off. One, because we are recording this just before Christmas. Because Christmas, we are heading to Europe, as we said in the last episode. So, sorry to keep gloating about it. Sorry to brag. (laughs) Sorry to keep keep this up. But, yeah, I'm holding back because I just feel so stressed and exhausted. 
But I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to like really coming together and like creating a new vision for our brand and for the podcast. And I know. I'm thinking like, one, it's so crazy that we had such low stakes for this year and like imagine what could happen if we had like really high expectations for ourselves Mm -hmm. or like set up some really cool goals I think that could be very cool yeah um I do feel that it consistently grows like just with our consistency like if we're consistent Mm -hmm. I do believe that it could grow in a way that would be worthwhile I also feel an immense amount of pressure because at the pop-up, we did kind of float the idea of like what next year would look like. And there was some serious like expectations. Oh, not every Thursday. Yeah. They were like, like, what? You're not going to do every Thursday? And I was like, I'm actually like, my blood, sweat, and like, I don't have anything left to give you. Yeah. I, as much as we are like absolutely like blowing ourselves up right now saying how much we loved this, like, Wow. That shit. There were a few. And what I I need to just I need a renewal and I need a break and I'm gonna come back stronger than ever and I know that. Yeah. But this time of year, I mean, I'm sure other people are feeling it too. When this comes out, it'll be the 29th, so it won't quite be the new year just yet. Mm -hmm. So if y'all are also feeling burnt out, and that's the thing too, is you can still feel burnt out of a good thing and Mm -hmm. of a thing that you want to continue. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Like with school or with, I mean, there's so many things. It's like, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, but I feel so depleted. Yeah. Like there's just, there's nothing left of me to give. There's nothing left. So needless to say, we are taking a little bit of a break just in January. And then we're going to come back with some New Year's resolutions, some expectations of what you can kind of expect from us, some promises. Um. But yeah, as good as this has been, it has been very exhausting and very, um, I don't know, like intense. Intense, very intense. But we learned so much. And I also wanted to say, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but if you ever have the idea to start a podcast or if you want to do one with your friend, I, number one, I would listen. Number two... My DMs are open and we've now done this for an entire year. So I feel like we know a lot of the ins and outs of having to to produce it it ourselves and how to produce it. I was listening back to the first episode. You can like hear all the shuffling and everything. We've invested. My dogs were running around in this episode, so I feel bad saying that. Oh no, it's fine. (laughs) But we've invested in like quality pieces and like equipment and everything. And like we have gone through it so if you ever need a little yeah and I just and that's the real thing like all I can hope from this is to inspire other people and like connect them to each other Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's been so rewarding for us to do a podcast that if you were ever thinking about doing one that Mm -hmm. is by even if you know us very personally I would not take that at all as stealing our thunder Mm -hmm. and I mean, if you need like resources or help, like we are, we would be so happy to do that. Another um, thing that I'm very excited for for the future of this podcast is like the coolness of the pop up where we were able to like have artists and bands and tattoo yes. artists and people be together and produce together. That is like my dream. So collab. even if you don't want to do a podcast, if you have other skills or other things, like. That you Some sort want of to creative produce, endeavor, yeah. 
that is where I see this going and, and having kind of like a curated like little community of people and doing more pop-ups and events and things like that. That's what yeah. we're most excited for. I totally agree. I was going to say, I feel like one of the most rewarding moments from this entire year was when we wrote our resumes that were inspired by Sotsi originally on Instagram and we wrote mm-hmm. our own. So, I mean, it is our own art. It's just inspired, which most art is. Um, and then we asked you guys to write in some and they were absolutely beautiful. So sweet. And we had so many people save that Instagram post and like send it to people. And like the insights on that post were like the highest we'd ever gotten. I know. And it was funny because it felt the most like vulnerable and the most like, almost like weird, but right. That's what I like. We I've always felt like anytime we put out a weird episode, someone told us anytime we have a a disclaimer at the beginning, they know it's going to be a good episode. And so <laughs> I, love that. I feel like it's kind of like anytime we're the most ourselves, that's when it's the most rewarding. And yeah, that was really cool. What was your favorite episode all year? I think I have two. Like okay, I, I, I don't know. the The most important episode to me is okay the episode that we had about like men <laughs> fuck oh our existential crisis one yes our existential crisis yes. one was that was one, a turning point that was a huge turning point that was finally where i was like i value how i feel about it and it was super important to me because it actually came out while i was at training yeah and i was able to listen to the episodes like sometimes at training and i was able to listen to this one and just being fully immersed in male culture for 45 days mm-hmm. and being away from friends and family, like hearing your own voice validate your own experience was like actually so helpful. That's so cool. It was a such a unique cool, experience. That's really cool. Very cool. And then also it was really empowering because we got so many DMs about that episode. Like mm-hmm. that was like, or text messages, like that was like, Finally, where I felt like, okay, I can say how I feel and like, it will still be, you know, like supported or like received well. And they didn't know it, but like I was reading these messages at training, like feeling fully like just supported by these other women who have gone through really shitty stuff too. And so that was really cool. And then um, I think the other one that the one that makes me laugh the most is um, I think it was Hannah wants a tramp stamp. Oh, that's the fashion one. That was so funny. That one was really, really funny. That and one was laughed so really funny. Hard. Mm-hmm. I do have very, very good memories of that episode. I think the most important ones to me have been all the one, all the research episodes. I loved the series that we did over birth control, and that was so mm-hmm. formative in my understanding of my own body and about women's health and women's experiences. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even explain how formative the experience of researching that and going through it and hearing people's perspectives on it was for me. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. Um, I obviously loved the Dr. Bronner episode. <laughs> <laughs> I loved doing that. Like I would do a million more of those. I loved the episode that we did with our boyfriends, even though it was kind of yeah. cringy because we were super drunk, but it was really special <laughs> to have them on. And I feel like it'd be fun to have them on again in the future. So yeah, maybe we can nerd out with them. All time favorite is so hard. Oh, I loved the inner child episode. It's called Hannah drags her inner child. So good. 
And it's so so crazy to listen back on that. And like, I, at the time, fully didn't believe in inner child work. Like, I was trying so hard to just like, I was on the fence. And now I'm like a full blown, like, guru for inner child like it's so crazy do I feel right now literally I'm all the time I'm like let me take my little my little self out to get coffee today like I'm like fully working on my inner child we had so many eras in this podcast too like I feel like we started with kind of stories of who we were in high school and it was very high school oriented and then we went into our sobriety era sobriety Um, era dare we say i i almost was ready to have a to do another hannah goes sober episode y'all i was so down bad after the christmas party that i went to i was so down bad like so hungover i'm talking like took a shot of dayquil to make myself throw up like so bad like the shakes bad i don't know what did it for me but See, and that's funny because I feel I've had so many like moments of, oh God, I need to go fully sober. This is the best I've ever felt though with alcohol. And I, yeah, I, I do was, be I was drinking. I ask because I feel like we just kind of left you guys in the dark about the alcohol because we just, we just never really talked about it again. Like we mm. were like, oh yeah, like we're drinking again and you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, but genuinely I feel like I... My personal update is I have such a better relationship with alcohol now than I did. And I feel like now I just, what it is, is I have ownership over my own relationship with alcohol and it's not determined by other people. Mm -hmm. And I needed that phase, that three, four months of sobriety that I had to kind of like get that control back. And I Mm -hmm. did. And I feel like I have such a healthy relationship with alcohol now. Mm -hmm. I think before... Some of my main things were the pressure from friends to drink and to be fun. Um, And I don't really give in to that as much anymore. I kind of just drink when I want to drink. And then Mm -hmm. the other thing, too, was Colton is not really a fan of alcohol. Like, he doesn't – he doesn't drink – he doesn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't – he'll drink at a party to, like, be fun and to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I don't think he – hates the feeling of being drunk he just doesn't enjoy alcohol in the way that I do like I love Mm -hmm. to have a frozen margarita I love to go out and have pizza and a beer I love Mm -hmm. to have an old-fashioned while we're recording the podcast I love those kind of ritualistic I don't know it's just I love that about alcohol and I always felt before that if I was going to drink, he was going to look at me weird or then it would be only me drinking and he doesn't want to drink. Or if we go out to a restaurant and I'm like, are you going to order alcohol? And he'd be like, no. And then I felt weird ordering Mm -hmm. something or having two or three if I wanted to. Yeah. And I feel like that stage of sobriety just helped me let that go. And now I'm just like, yeah, drink if Or or I would be pressuring him to drink because I – I was putting that pressure on him more than him to me because I was like, if I'm going to be fun in the life of the party and like this and that, like I need you to be on my level. I need Mm -hmm. you to drink if I'm going to drink. And now I was just like, let me let it go. And we both just drink whenever we're comfortable. And it's so much better. Yeah. 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 Same with the going out thing. Like I couldn't go out and not drink and I would always get like hard liquor and like really just I've realize that 
full-blown hard liquor and me don't go well together. Like I can have the occasional old fashioned, but other than that, I am not drinking that. The only thing I really want to drink is wine and that's what I drink now. So I feel like I have like better boundaries with like my own stuff. Like I'm not going to take shots. I'm not going to do certain things like that. And it always made me feel so sick, like so sick. Yeah. And I really battled with the hangover anxieties. And, and so breaking that up a little bit and having better boundaries with the types of drinks that I'm drinking, that's been helpful. I say no a lot more now. Like I don't go out very often and I yeah. like it that way. Like I want to be at home and I don't feel guilty about that anymore. I don't feel like this pressure to like be having these amazing fun weekends like on the town and I also I I definitely want to in the future drink less but I'm also accepting that like I'm in my 20s right now and this is I'm having fun and it's okay and like wine is fucking fine and I just need to not be so and letting go of the power that kind of power that it holds over you Mm -hmm. and just being like yeah it's okay if I'm hungover or it's okay if I have I don't know just I feel like before I went sober, it had so much power over me. Like it dictated my life. Mm -hmm. If I was going to drink, who I was going to drink with, if I didn't want to drink, what I was going to do, if I felt bad the next day and just letting it all go and letting it, at least for me, I know this is not how it is for everyone, but just letting whatever comes naturally take its course and like not be as stressed about, oh my God, what if I'm hungover? What if I... I'm not fun, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, it's so weird because it is, it's like, it's like everyone has a unique relationship with alcohol and I don't know, seeing the way, like being in the corporate world and seeing the way that they like, it is so integral to like Mm -hmm. happy hours and all these things. Like that's interesting. It's just, it's just, it's very cool to be able to be like reflective on your own experience with alcohol and I, a goal for me is definitely to drink less and to not want to drink as much as I do, but temporarily I'm not going to make that my whole personality. I know, but yeah, it used to be though that if I drank it like would completely ruin my next day or I couldn't be productive. And now like, I just make sure I don't drink terrible things or like I've cut back like in that way, but yeah. So that's how we're the podcast, you guys. We're not sober. <laughs> we, I have the copper IUD now. I've, I went from the pill to the copper IUD. Hannah went from the bar to the, the pill, bar to the pill to, to nothing to the Nuva ring to the Nuva ring. Yeah. So we, it's been a, it's been a journey, and it has been, been a journey. So grateful that you've been here with us, and we cannot wait for what the new year will have in store. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. But we will see you soon. Um, probably end of January, we will be back. Don't miss us too much. Don't you know what we said in much. our first episode? We go, thank you, America, and good night. <laughs> thank you, America, <laughs> and good night. And, and good it's, night. it's not just America now. It's Now we have several countries. Several countries. Good night. I think it was like um, 15 countries. We had 15 countries that listened in. In which yeah. our fans beholds. We love you all. Yes, good night.